Welcome to Executives at the Edge, a podcast brought to you by MEF. I'm your host, Pascal Venezes. Join me as we explore thought-provoking perspectives from the leaders and change makers who are propelling enterprise digital transformation forward. Well, I'm really so excited to have Abe and Kuma. He's the VP and General Manager of SD-WAN and SASE for VMware by Broadcom. Abe, welcome to Executives at the Edge. And if you can just please tell our listeners a little about yourself, your background, and a little bit about the group you're running and why is it so important for this industry challenges that we're now seeing. We're going to talk about the Edge cybersecurity, SD-WAN, and really automation in general. So if you can please help our listeners with all of this, I'd be really grateful. Uh, absolutely, Pascal. Um, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, looking forward to uh, this conversation. Um, so again, my name is Eban Kuma. Um, I look after the SD-WAN and SASE business uh, within uh, VMware by Broadcom. Um, I have been a part of uh, VMware prior to the Broadcom acquisition for the last uh, four years. I joined VMware uh, through an acquisition. I was one of the co-founders and CEO at an AI ops uh, startup uh, called Nyanza that VMware acquired in early 2020. Um, since then, I have led uh, different parts of the SD-WAN and SASE business, and I currently uh, I'm responsible for all things um, product management, engineering, technical marketing uh, for that business. And, you know, I have the privilege and uh, pleasure of working with some of our largest customers and partners, um, enterprises and service providers around the world. Well, oh, thank you, Abe. So let's get right into it. So what exactly are you seeing that is really predominant happening in the industry and around cybersecurity, SASE, SD-WAN, all the things that you are really involved with and leading. So love to hear your thoughts on that, including the edge. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the kind of seismic shifts that are happening within the industry that uh, we focus on solving the out, you know, sort of the problems that emanate from those really focus on two bookends, right? One of the classic problems that every organization, whether you're a large enterprise, whether you're a medium-sized enterprise is facing, is the fact that increasingly so, the enterprise's footprint, whether it's their users, whether it's the enterprise's infrastructure, whether it's their people, are increasingly working and accessing resources from disparate locations, right? And these disparate locations, we increasingly are calling it the edge. And that edge is becoming more and more distributed, right? And so that's kind of one bookend of that problem. The other bookend of the problem is the fact that applications as we know it have really evolved into hyperly distributed applications. And so where users and people are and things, including IoT, are increasingly distributed applications that these users and things have to access have also become increasingly distributed. The output of that is the fact that, on the one hand, it means that from a risk perspective, and which then 
uh, translates into cybersecurity, the attack surface in terms of how an enterprise can be compromised has actually grown exponentially. Now, as these organizations have become increasingly distributed, there is also an opportunity, and a lot of these enterprises are going through some type of digital transformation, right? And so, depending on what vertical the enterprise is in, they actually have an ability to leverage a new set of capabilities to transform their business to more effectively serve their customers, to more effectively work with their partners. And so this confluence of changes, on the one hand, means that there's a new set of challenges that enterprises, and for that matter, service providers who have to support these enterprises have to grapple with. And everything that happens at the edge and all the problems that we see at the edge really emanate from these core changes, right? And the edge is unique in a number of ways, right? The edge is increasingly more and more distributed. The edge, unlike the data center, doesn't have the same amount of resources and infrastructure that you might necessarily have in the data center. Um, and the edge is also very dynamic, right? And so these trends are what we're seeing. And we're also seeing customers, be it enterprises or service providers, really ask the question about how do they tame the complexity that is coming out of these changes. So what you're saying is in the old days, we had sites and buildings and campuses and they were all secured. And then we went to our data centers and that was secured. And so it was pretty easy. Then the next thing is we, everything started moving to the cloud. So we started securing the clouds. And then all of a sudden COVID came and people started working from everywhere. And you have all this IoT explosion. So you've got two fundamental changes happening. You're saying users, devices are coming in from everywhere. There's no more borders or sites that you can contain. And they're going to all kinds of destinations, multi-clouds of all sorts and clouds and private clouds and public clouds. And, and all of this is causing massive chaos. And now, how do they actually secure themselves? And also, how do they make sure the applications perform correctly if they're using you know, an internet access or something like that. Do I have that correct? That, that, that's precisely it. Now, one more thing to add to that chaos that um, we're talking about is how does one also think about the life cycle management of this environment? Not just from setting it up once, but from the day zero, the day one, and the day two operations of this environment as well. So it's how do you secure it? How do you connect to it in a performant fashion? And how do you actually manage it in a coherent, reliable fashion? Well, that is a very good point. You know, no, no one ever thinks about day and stuff. So, so Abe, tell us what is the solution? What is VMware by Broadcom proposing? What are you really thinking that you can disclose publicly to our listeners of how do they solve this problem? Yeah. You know, Pascal, before I even talk about what VMware by Broadcom specifically does, the first thing that is probably useful is really agreeing and establishing the classes of problems that have to be solved in this distributed environment, right? And one area of addressing the problem is because of the distributed nature of the edge, you have to approach the problem by bringing to bear a much more right-sized infrastructure, right? You cannot 
necessarily think about solving the problem by putting very heavyweight security appliances or very weight, heavyweight hardware-defined infrastructure in the edge, right? The other point is that the, given the fact that the edge is increasingly distributed, managing it, the day zero, day one, day two aspect of it has to be done in such a way that it is zero touch. It is zero touch in the sense that you don't necessarily have IT staff, IT expertise, cybersecurity expertise in every one of those edge locations. And so how do you bring and orchestrate these edge locations in a way that doesn't prescribe or have an expectation of the fact that all these edge sites are online at the same time and are behaving in a particular way at the same time. And then the dynamic nature of these environments requires the fact that any solution that is brought to bear is software first and can actually be programmable. And so those are the core tenants that we see and customers expect of any solution that has a shot in addressing the chaos that is emerging at the edge. So it sounds like you're talking about it's not just the cybersecurity application performance. It's also, like you said, the data and operational aspects. So now you need automation. With automation, you came from AIOps, co-founded Dianza. So now AI has to play a predominant role. And it Precisely. seems a very challenging environment these days. How does the enterprise cope with all of these challenges, including authentication, authorization policies, if you get them wrong, AI has to play a role of checking those policies. Do, do you have some thoughts in this area? Or? Yeah, the, the, the approach that um, we bring to bear is a construct we call the software-defined edge, right? It's a construct called the software-defined edge that really brings to bear an element of it which is all around secure intelligent connectivity. In addition to secure intelligent connectivity for the software-defined edge, it's also around making sure that there is an orchestration layer that supports a notion of zero-touch management and allows different services, whether it's securing the edge from a cybersecurity perspective, bringing all those things to bear in a tightly integrated but flexible fashion, right? And that's what we call the software-defined edge. And in terms of what we, how we do that within VMware by Broadcom, there is the intelligent overlay that I described, which is driven by our SD-WAN and SASE offers. But there's also part of that solution is all about allowing enterprises within the same orchestration layer to actually deploy software services, edge-native software services, with through the orchestrator that I, I, I was mentioning. That orchestrator is not simply to drive networking and security, but it's also an orchestrator that allows an organization, whether it's an enterprise, whether it's a service provider, to deploy edge-native apps while leveraging a GitOps approach to that mechanism. And then the final piece here is all around being able to take all these capabilities and make it programmable. Make it programmable um, in terms of um, meeting a particular application's SLA or make it programmable from a policy standpoint, Pascal, as you mentioned, in terms of defining the policy that a particular 
a user or device needs from an access part patent. So let's talk about that. That seems pretty innovative. So we know that we're seeing this idea that applications are interacting with the network through an automation API layer. And are you saying in some ways that your software, the virtualized software, somehow interacts with the network in some way? Is that what you're describing? That, that's that's definitely a piece of what I'm describing. And so <clears throat> there is, it comes, you know, th think about an application with a particular um, SLA requirement. And that application might have a particular bandwidth requirement. That application might need a particular um, uh, QoS requirement. Now, when that application, when a user needs that application in real time, and, I'll, and let's use a real example. Think about... Um, an ambulance, right, um, with a patient, a, a patient in trauma in that ambulance that needs virtual care, and you've got a, a, a you know a live video stream while that ambulance is rushing a patient from where an accident might have happened to a level one trauma site. While that um, transport is in session. If there's a need to bring a specialist to actually help survey what's happening even before that patient is, uh, arrives at that trauma site, being able to actually stream that video feed uninterrupted is part of what network programmability or what folks in the past have also referred to as network slicing can be brought to bear, right? And so you know that this particular video feed is a mission-critical video feed. You're able to over a 5G network, as an example, in addition to recognizing that application, deliver a slice of that network that is guaranteed and reserved just for that video application in this particular high trauma use case. And this is where, Pascal, things like the Camara, uh, um, the Camara APIs um, that are something that the industry is starting to sort of trend to, if you may, can be brought to bear in a more open framework. Yeah, that is an actual excellent use case example. I mean, you know, who would think that what you just described is real, but it's actually real and it makes total sense. So you're saying from an application performance level, you the, the video feed, the IoT devices, all in the ambulances are all going through an SD-WAN kind of device in the ambulance that then is interacting with the 5G and saying, give me this kind of slice for this quality of demand, this bandwidth, and so on. And basically, that's transferring into the network, and the network's then making that available because it's it's mission critical. So that's, that's one example. It. What about now the cybersecurity aspects? Because obviously, you're doing more than just application performance in SD-WAN. You're also adding cybersecurity. So because, you know, the threat actors are massive and I think I talked about it's the third largest economy now is cybercrime. So what about being hacked? Does that have to be protected now also? Uh, uh, absolutely. I mean, the ambulance example is, you can think about the ambulance as a mobile branch, right? <clears throat> and you've got, within the context of that, you've got um, sensitive patient information, right? That obviously is very attractive to cyber criminals or, or hackers. And so all the 
application traffic, all the transactions and all the information that's going back and forth. In addition to having to communicate that in a performant fashion, also has to be secured. And that is secured in a number of ways. You might have application traffic that is going to the hospital's um, EMR, right? And so then that EMR is hosted within the um, hospital's data center. Well, that application will be secured through some kind of a firewall construct, right? Now, as environments become more and more distributed and as policies become very dynamic, one of the key ways in which organizations are starting to think about reducing the surface of how they can actually be attacked or breached is employing the principles of zero trust. And so where in this environment we make sure that on the one hand, we shrink as much of the surface area as possible by only allowing users and devices to talk to resources that they fundamentally have a legitimate reason to access, right? And that's bringing the principles of zero trust into the picture. Now, even beyond that, that you can then bring other capabilities like even when you can access a particular resource, how do you maintain continuous posture assessment? How do you maintain continuous authorization? And how do you, for traffic, for example, that is leaving the office of the enterprise, how do you actually inspect that? And that's where things like um, sandboxing and um, a secure web gateway for web traffic come into the picture. And all of these are part of the capabilities that fall within the purview of the software-defined edge that I described earlier. So in essence, you're saying SD-WAN meet SSC, Secure Service Edge, meets zero trust policies or zero trust network, ZTNA network access. And that's kind of what you've been driving within VMware by Broadcom, correct? That's correct. And while making all of that easy to set up from a day zero, day one, and a day two perspective, right? All these pieces, it's you know, the technology building blocks on their own, while critical, where a lot of enterprises and service providers struggle with sometimes is how do you actually make it easy to operationalize? How do you make it easy to support the dynamic changes that happens in these environments? And that's one area where AI ops and Gen AI actually have a very critical role to play as well. That is why you got acquired then. <laughs> AI ops plays a <laughs> very critical role to all of this. Makes sense. So what do you think about, just change the topic, what do you think about how does enterprises trust this cloud security layer to work correctly? You know, at MEF, we've launched our, our certification of SASE, which includes SD-WAN, SSC, and ZTNA. Do you think that's going to play a critical, critical role in helping that trust factor, that confidence factor? Because it's great to say, yeah, these are the use cases in zero trust work. How do mm -hmm. I know it works? How do I know the firewall or the CASB or the, or the SWIG you know, really works? And it's multi-tenancy. So this is in the cloud. So it's not a single tenant device sitting in the ambulance. It's multi-tenancy. So the cloud has to handle all kinds of tenancy and make sure that's isolated. So it's a pretty complex environment. Yeah, it, it's, 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 it's complex. Um, these are new and emerging and rapidly changing areas that, um, frankly, if you're an enterprise and you're focusing on the core business you're in, 
you don't necessarily, and we don't expect you to necessarily have all the time in the world to go research every single solution out there and understand it. And so that's one of the areas where, um, you know, as a standards body or an organization that is focused on certifying solutions like this really matters and delivers tremendous value. And so, um, you know, as any industry grows rapidly, you have folks who will talk about it and who will co-opt <laughs> different, um, you know, marketing buzzwords and say their solutions do it. But the proof obviously is always in the pudding. And, you know, an organization might not necessarily always have the time to sort of kick the can or kick the tires, excuse me, of every single product one by one. And so there's, this is a perfect place for where MEF and the SASE certification um, plays a role. Yeah, so I think that is so spot on. I mean, understanding the enterprises have to either test it themselves or they have to trust some third party. We know we do this with other consumer products. We test that they're, we trust the third party testing and certification to say if it's got that label, that certification logo on it, we know we can test it. I trust it. So I guess what you're saying is confidence will come into the market when people feel that certification is really credible. And so that is really what MEF's really trying to do. And we're in our beta program of this. So, and I know VMware by Broadcom is part of that beta program. So thank you for being participating in that. So Abe, um, we're at the end of our podcast. Anything you want to convey to our listeners as a conclusion or a summary? So, so what, what I would say is, you know, um, again, Pascal, thanks for having me. Um, there's a tremendous amount of um, digital transformation happening in a lot of different organizations, whether it's healthcare, whether it's retail, whether it's um, your, 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 your more classic enterprise. But a lot of that transformation, the edge is such a critical linchpin in that transformation. And as organizations go through that digital transformation, I'd encourage everyone to have and understand or establish a roadmap of how they're going to evolve their edge infrastructure. And I would submit that that evolution should adopt something that is software first in its principles, because that will provide them with the flexibility and agility to match their business needs as they go through their transformation. And so start somewhere as you go through your digital transformation make it software defined and make sure that the edge is a pretty critical part. And that means how do you connect, how do you secure, and how do you run that overall edge infrastructure, both in terms of connecting it, um, whether it's an appliance-based connection or even supporting remote users. And so that's, that's what I would love to leave uh, our listeners with today. And again, Pascal, thanks for having me on this episode. Abe, so well said, very brilliant and well said. Again, thank you for being our guest. And really, Abe, it's been a pleasure talking to you. And I look forward to spending more time and getting to understand this topic more. I know you participate in the MEF Technology Advisory Board. And we spent a lot of time discussing these topics. And they are complex challenges that the industry has to solve. And I'm glad we are having these discussions amongst the board members, the Technology Advisory Board, and our membership in general um, to really, really, really solve this problem for the enterprise or this challenge that we're seeing, that is that the edge 
or the users are dispersed everywhere, devices are dispersed everywhere, and the destinations are everywhere. And how do we contain this from application performance, from cybersecurity postures, and from automation with intelligence so it's not it can be operated for day day end scenarios. So if I got that right, uh, thank you, Abe, and we'll uh, catch you soon. And thank all our listeners. Thanks for joining us for Executives at the Edge. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe today. Share online a review. Find all our episodes on your favorite podcast platform and at left.net.